Welcome back, everyone, to the Campbell's Footballs podcast with me, Dr. Grant Campbell. We're back in the Northern Irish Premiership for this episode of the show, and I'm delighted to be joined by a young man who's having a very strong season at Ballymena United. He is centre-half Connor Keeley. Connor, a warm welcome to the show. Grant, thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. Um, how have you found the season so far with the Sky Blues? It's It's been a roller coaster, really. Um, I think the start of the season was... A bit of a nightmare. We we had a lot of players come in, a lot of new players uh, signed in, kind of halfway of the preseason. So it was a bit makeshift. We had players leave as well late in the window. So it was going to be a tough start, uh, but we found our feet, and I think we've we've actually done really really well. Um, from you know what we've signed and um, and the start to see how bad uh, the results were at the start of the season, we progressed from then, and we've been really really good. I mean, I was having a look at Balamina's uh, recent results before we came on the show. I mean, haven't lost since the 25th of January as we had recorded this. That's not a bad return. No, it's not at all. It's not at all. And again, it's we kind of found our feet a little bit, um, I'd say about two months into the season, which is obviously a bit too late to go on and push for the league. But, you know, we've done well to, to get where we are now. Um, but, you know, especially our home record, I think we, we, we haven't lost in eight or nine uh, games at home now. So, you know, we picked up good results and maybe those results that we would have lost um, at the start of the season, we're starting to pick up, you know, draws. So, you know, we're battling hard and we're doing really well. Last home defeat was against Carrot Rangers on the 20th of November and Carrot, unfortunately, have got quite a good record against you guys this season. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately they do, yeah. Um, I was only looking at the league table there. So if we've lost three times to them. We had a beaten them. I think we would have been up near four place or something like that. But look... It's could have, would have, should have. We didn't beat them. They'd done a job on us. And it's, yeah, it's just one of the things you have to forget about. But no, we've been, we've been really good this season. Now, we've recorded this on the 27th of February. Um, obviously, yesterday, uh, Balamina drew 1 1 with Cole Ray, but you weren't participating in that game because you were set off in the game against Glen Avon. How frustrated were you not to play that Derby game yesterday? Uh, it, was, it was, it was horrible. And I, I missed the last game on, um, the 26th or 27th of December as well because I unfortunately had COVID then at that time. So, no, it was one of the things, it was, you know, it's my first ever red card in my career. Um, so it was a new experience to me, but I was I was devastated missing that game yesterday. But um, no, the lads done well. I was delighted to see uh, Big Keelan get a goal as well, come back into the team. So um, no, it was a good result. And obviously Josh Kelly as well, you know him well. He was back in the team. So, yep. you know, it was a good result and it's good to see a few of those lads back in doing well. Yeah, I was glad to see Josh Kelly back in the team after my uh, range of injuries. And of course, I had him on at the season preview and I kind of feel slightly guilty. I maybe jinxed him, I think, because I think <laughs> the first the first game of the season, he picked up the injury and obviously hasn't played since. So Josh, just if you're listening to this, great to see you back uh, in the team. And also Keelan, who's obviously been another previous guest on my show, getting that equaliser yesterday. What, what a player he is, by the way. Yeah, no, he's, you look, he got a bit of stick at the start of the season and, you know, I've had, I've, Talk to him about training and stuff, and you know, he doesn't let that stuff get into him. And you know, he just he keeps coming back and he's done really, really well. Um, he's kind of put all that kind of you know, stick to the side, and he's he's always put in, he always gives 100% for the team. Um, and he's he's a lovely, lovely lad as well. So now he's I'm delighted to see he scored yesterday. 
have you settled into the team at Balamina Connor? Because you've been at the club now for a little bit of time. What have you made of the players that you're playing with? And obviously, we'll go to talk a little bit more in the moment about David Jeffrey and Brian McLaughlin. Yeah, no, look, at the start, it was really, really tough. Um, I came in in January. So, you know, the lads had half a season under the belt. I had no pre-season, nothing on the I kind of got thrown straight in against Carrick. I remember it was my first game. Um, it was tough, you know, COVID happened. There was no... Uh, there was no crowds when we had the train and we had to sit away from the lads so you couldn't even get you know proper conversations in with some of the lads so it was difficult but as time went on I, I naturally gelled in you know I don't think the lads well hopefully they don't have a bad word to say about me but um, now I've, I've gelled in well I made some really really good uh, friendships with them and you know it's it's I'm really really enjoying them. Who was the players that really made you kind of feel welcome when you came into the club was there any standouts? Yeah, the, to be honest, it's normally the two like the two senior lads that stick out, and it was obviously Jim who was captain last year, and uh, Tony Kane as well. I, I text Tony before he was, or after he left, sorry, um, during the summer, and those two lads were really, really good. You know, they they looked after me and made sure you know everything was going well for me, and you know they helped me gel in uh, at the start, and then obviously when they left, we had other lads coming in, the senior lads. Everyone just looks after each other. It's a really, really good club. Yeah, I mean, I've spoke with Jim Irvin. I think he's just a super professional, isn't he? A, a really great Irish League legend and Tony Kane as well, just another fantastic player. Yeah. I love I love Balamina this season, Connor, because I think there's a lot of blend of youth and experience in the team and it really is kind of um, evoked in some respects by Ross Redman, who's having a, a very good season. I mean, what, what have you made of him and his performances? Ross, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a brilliant player and he's, he's an even better person as well. He's... Um... Now Russ is he's you can see he has that experience there. He's been around a couple of teams, and you know you need that experience in your team as well with a few of the young lads. And you know he's played a, uh, beside me. I said the half a few times this season, and I've bounced off well with him, and likewise him and me. So um, now Russ is a really really good lad, and he's he's still doing doing a job for the team, which is good to see. He's a real leader in that defensive line, isn't he? And another man who's a real leader on the pitch is Leroy Miller, and it's great to see him scoring a few goals of late. Yeah, no, Leroy is he's a, he's a top lad, really, really good lad. Um, he's that engine and that's in the mid that we need in that team. And you know, I remember last season he was out injured for nearly, I think it was four, four of the months, I think it was. Um, and you know, we did miss him, but then obviously he's come back in the team this year and he's been captain. So, you know, he's been he's been really, really good. I've got to ask you, uh, Sean O'Neill, just coming from Crusaders. What have you made of Sean since he's come into the club? He's a real Irish League legend as well. Yeah, he's a legend, and he, he he's he's a funny, funny man as well. He's straight away first time we seen him, he was he was spot on. He was an absolute gentleman, and you know he's been he's done really, really well. Um, I know yesterday he gave a penalty they missed from it, but you know he's been really, really solid. He's made some really key saves. Um, so now he's he's been really, really good for us. What have you made of working with the likes of David Jeffrey and Brian McLaughlin? Because they're two legends of the Irish League. They've been there, seen it, done it so many times for Linfield. David's obviously got involved with Balomina. They got them to a cup final. They've been very competitive in so many matches throughout the years. What what have you made of working with those guys? Uh, two lads, I couldn't speak highly enough of them. Um, like I always say, I didn't actually know much of them before I came up to the league. Um, that's just true myself. But, you know... They always get the best out of me. Um, I think they'll tell you themselves that I'm quite a laid-back person. And especially the start when I was kind of settling, it was a little bit tough. But now they've always edged me on and they always get the best out of me in, in every single game. And off the pitch, just two of the nicest men. Every every person that that backroom staff is just the nicest people you ever meet. 
And topical question because it returns tonight. Peaky blinders. Do you think David Jeffrey could get a role in there? <laughs> I think yeah, with, with, with his clever, like he's yeah, his famous suit, he'd fit right in there. <laughs> I think he's absolutely fantastic. I mean, we mentioned some of the players in that squad, just individuals that I thought of, but who else has really impressed you in the team? It's hard to pick out one individual. I think, you know, as a collective, I think. We, how we've bounced back from that start of the season because you know it was a lot of pressure on us and the management as well. Um, you know there was you see things online now. It's, it's we're not like a massive like player profiles. We we see everything on you know social media and people are you know there was rightly we were get rightly so we we're getting a bit of stick. So as a collective, I think you know we've been really really good and I can't really pick out anyone individually. Um, I just think as a team we bounced back really well because we could have easily just you know, stay down and died, but we, we bounced back and now we've had some really, really good results and hopefully we can get a, a strong finish to the to the season. Yeah, you've had a couple of uh, league goals as well uh, this season and one of them that I wanted to talk to you about was the the one against Lauren recently in the league because that, that was a big moment for you. Yeah, no, it was. Um, you know, that was a big, big win. It was on a Friday night. It was in front of the... TV, there was a big crowd there. Um, you know, and it's funny you say that. I actually haven't probably scored enough goals this season. You know, the, the lads keep saying to me, you know, you should be, you know, scoring more. And they probably are right. Um, so that's one thing I've tried to, to focus on this season. I think I've got four and cup and league um, all together. So, now look, it was that was a good win. And I think from there, we kind of bounced on and we, we got to go for your results off the back of that. Um, so, you know, it was, you know, it was a good goal. And you also scored in that incident pack game against Glenavon, which, of course, you were sent off as well. I mean, yeah. what, what are the things that amazes me about Balamina this season is you've, you've beaten Lauren at home, you've beat Coleraine at home, you've had tremendous battles with Glentor and Cliftonville you beat at home. You know, at home, Balamina have been very strong this season. Why has it not quite happened so much away from home, do you think? You know, if I had the answer to that, I'd, I'd tell you. Um, it's, it's just one of them things, you know, and it's no disrespect to teams below us, but we always say that they're the more, most important games. You know, we always, you know, re- do really, really well. I think we've beaten Linfield this season in the Cup and the yep. County Anthem Shield. Um, so they're the games I'm not really worried about. It's just, it's hard to put a finger on it why, like, Carrick have taken nine points off us this season, which they probably shouldn't have. Um, mm. Apart from that last game where we just didn't show up at all. But um, no, it's, it's hard to put a put a kind of answer to that um, it's it's just one of them things we just need to improve and look at you know could have should have would have maybe um, if we had to pick the points you know way to Carrick and you know losing the Warren point the first game of the season was uh, disappointing but you know again we could have sat down and said oh that's not good enough and, and, and not bounce back but we did so now we've um, we've been really good since then and there's plenty still for Balamina to play for between now and the end of the season because you're still in the Irish Cup. You've got a quarterfinal against Larne to look forward to. Uh, that should be a very exciting game, I would think. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it's a, it's a chance for us to try and redeem ourselves from last season's uh, Irish Cup. I think that Linfield semi-final was, was disappointing, to say the least, um, from a personal point of view and obviously the team. Um, so, you know, if we got a good cup run um, into the final, we've every chance of beating, you know, I'd fancy us beating any of the teams that are left in the, the competition. And as we are recording this, so looking at the, the Irish league table, um, 40 points, just four points behind Coleraine. Do you still think Balamina have a chance of getting into the top six? It's going to be a, a bit of a battle to get in there, but there's still time. 
Yeah, no, hundred percent. But it's the league is one of the things we could easily shoot up the fourth, but then again, we could fall back behind. You know that sort of way. So if you pick up two or three good results, you can you know get pretty high up on the table. But then likewise, if you get two or three bad games, get uh, losses under your belt, you could fall far behind. So it's up to us just to be you know strong, and professional, and try to get as many points on the board as we can. Very much so. And we'll continue to talk a bit about Balamina later on in the show. But Connor, as I mentioned, it's great to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to, to chatting to you about your journey so far because you've had an interesting career in the League of Ireland and obviously you come up to the Northern Irish League and I'm interested to hear about the differences between both leagues and we'll, we'll chat about that throughout the show. But just wanted to kind of tap into your journey into the game and how you managed to get into football in the first place. What was your routine at the beginning? You can take it back years and years ago. Um, I always played football from the age of three on, onwards, you know, that sort of way. Um, and, you know, I always played several sports at the time. I played football, I played uh, Gaelic football, hurling, golf. So I was a sporty, sporty person growing up. Um, and then I kind of got to a stage at about 17 years of age where I was playing um, with Shelburne um, down here and also playing the Gaelic. And I had to choose between one because I just couldn't fit all that in. I was doing my leaving cert at the time, um, just before college, and I just chose football. And, you know, it's, I've always played it, and it was my first love. So, you know, I'm still here playing and enjoying it. That's the main thing. And uh, you, you said that you were kind of focused with Shelburne in your your early years. I mean, Shelburne are one of the biggest clubs in the League of Ireland. And, you know, they're not, they're, they're in one of these sort of situations whereby they're back in the top flight again. They had a bit of a drop, but it's, it's been a difficult last few years for that club, but it's great to see the back of the top flight. Yeah, no, I think I was at the club when, you know, it was it was particularly bad. I think there wasn't a lot of money going around the club. I remember some days we'd get maybe 200 fans at games. Um, so, you know, they were really, really dark days for the club. Um, but now, like, even they're on the TV last week for the league opener. I know they didn't get the, the win they, they hoped for, but to see, I think it was like 4,000 people at the game. It's, it's unbelievable. I'm delighted to see them doing well. That's fantastic uh, crowd for coming back into the top flight. That's uh, amazing from that club. Did you always see yourself as a central defender or defensive player when you were growing up, Connor? Or, or did you sort of want to play a bit further forward? I always laugh. It's like when Jamie Carragher described uh, Gary Neville's situation. He just fell backwards every kind of year he, <laughs> he played. Um, no, I started actually, I was a centre mid, then I went up front. You know, I scored goals. I played on my local team here. Um uh, Dunboyne and then as the years kind of got on I kind of just slowly drifted back a little bit and um, back into centre half I was even a goalkeeper at one stage but um, now I enjoy, I enjoy playing centre half um, you know I think at the stage where I didn't really have the pace or, or you know the legs for our centre mid or striker so now our centre back has been a position for me for years now so now I'm enjoying it yeah, it's glad to see you are. And it looks like you're certainly performing well from the games that I've watched in the Northern Irish League. I think you're very impressive in that area of the pitch. Who's your sort of inspirations, Connor, in football, both personally, but also on a professional level? Yeah, it's just there's, there's so many people I've had. Um, you know, my family probably would be the main one is the most obvious answer. But, you know, it's been people that have um, been with me since the start, you know, that gave you a chance when maybe I didn't wouldn't have got a chance anywhere else. Um, you know, through Shelburne's academy, I got told, you know, he's he's not he's not that good. We won't, we won't sign him. We won't sign him here. But then they brought me in, developed me as a player. And then as I got to the 70s and 19s stage, um, you know, I had Kevin Darney and John Martin are two names I can throw out there. Um, 
that gave me a chance of senior football um, for the first time. And again, they, they didn't have to, but they did. They, they saw something in me. They, they sort of believed me. And that's where, you know, my senior football um, career started. And it could have easily went elsewhere. I know loads of lads um, who live beside me I've played with who don't even play football anymore, who could easily be playing senior football at a, a decent standard now. Um, I was just one of the lucky ones that got a chance. And here I am today. Excellent to hear that as well. And and it's good to also notice that you're really very passionate about your roots as well and how it becomes up uh, born to you. So really great to hear that. Now, somebody told me that you're a big Liverpool fan. Is that right? Big Liverpool fan, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I have to ask you then, who's your favourite Liverpool players? <laughs> oh, there's been so many down the years, but well, the obvious one would probably be Steven Gerrard. But the one that stood out most to me was um, Xavi Alonso. When he played for Liverpool, he was I'd pay to watch him train every single day. He was just is I can't describe him. He was he was one of my favourite players of all time um at the club. Um just the way his technical ability was unbelievable. He scored goals from you know his own half in the box everywhere. So now he was probably one of my favourite players growing up. Yeah, Josh Kelly was asking me to tell you that Newcastle are on Liverpool's tails in a few years' time, so uh, we could, could have a wee bit of a oh, battle for the, him, yeah. for the tail, potentially. He'll tell you the same about Rangers as well. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Newcastle are on a wee bit of a good run at the moment, so, so fair play to them for that. But, but Liverpool's journey is you know, quite extraordinary to see, especially in recent times. And as I mentioned so many times on the show, I'm a big Manchester United fan, and as a United fan, I don't want to see Liverpool win anything, but... What I have to admit is that Liverpool seem to be improving all the time, you know, galvanised by guys like Jurgen Klopp, but the quality of players that they have in their squad, just sensational. Yeah, no, I'm delighted to see them do well because when I was growing up in school, you know, we were struggling. We were sitting 10th, 9th at some stage and I got a lot of abuse for it. So, uh, no, I'm delighted to uh, see them doing well, finally. Um, and, you know, giving a bit of abuse back to a few of my mates as well. Do you think they could win the league this season, maybe a bit more? I think they can, yeah. Um, I think City, me personally, City are the best team in the league. But, you know, Liverpool have a really good squad to be able to, you know, win the league and win the Champions League. But, you know, they have the Carabao Cup final today. If they win it, you know, it's, it's I don't think it's a big thing. But I think we, we should be winning one or either of the Champions League or the league. You mentioned Shabby Alonso there, and I had a big smile on my face when you mentioned that because I'll always remember that sensational goalie score that uh, Kemmel were throwed against Luton in the FA Cup. I mean, that yeah. was just a phenomenal goal. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on YouTube. It's absolutely tremendous. Yeah, no, I remember that one and then the one against uh, Newcastle and Anfield as well. That he yes, scored. that was a great strike as well. Yeah, too, uh, yeah. I remember yeah. it he was, a, he was a very, very special player, that's for absolutely sure. I mean, obviously, starting out, Connor, you, you mentioned earlier on about your family and how important they were to you. You know, that has to be a, a good cornerstone, isn't it, for progression, is it? You want to have a bit of support from your family closely, but also your, your friends as well in the outside. Oh, 100%. Um, again, I, I probably wouldn't be playing football if it wasn't for them. Um you know, there's been times where, you know, I've been stuck for training and, you know, God rest my, my granddad. He's just, he's just, unfortunately, he had passed recently. Um, you know, he'd drive over from his house, bring me to train and bring me home. You know, my mom did everything for me. My dad, he had to work away when I was younger. So, you know, it was, it, everyone was there for me. And there was times where, you know, I probably wasn't enjoying it. And they'd say, look, you have something. Don't, don't give up on something you love doing, you know, that sort of way. Um. So, you know, I owe them everything for, for what they've done for me when I was younger. 
you were obviously in the setup at Shelburne for quite a number of years, building your way up to playing a few games for the senior team. What was it like playing for the senior team at Shelburne? Yeah, again, it was, it was, it was. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. You know, we had we had fans there, and again, it was tough, tough times for the club. Um, I don't think I realised at the time because it was only 17, 18 years of age. Um, how you know massive, how big of a club it was. Um. You know, it was tough times. You know, we had some tough results and we, we we weren't, you know, anywhere near sort of the playoffs or winning any leagues um at the time. But now I, I absolutely loved it. And especially during the, the the underage section as well. I made some friends that I still talk to now. Um lads who have gone away to America, lads who are still here. Um so now I, I love playing for the club, both underage and at senior level as well. When you started out playing in the League of Ireland, Connor, how did you kind of anticipate the game in the League of Ireland to be a bit physical, a bit more technical. Give us a little bit of a flavour as to what you thought it was like. Yeah, like, again, I was always told it was going to be a bit more physical, a bit more quicker than on the 19s football, which, of course, that's how, how it works. It was obviously going to happen. Um, but again, I didn't really think too much about it. I was only a young lad. I just wanted to go out and enjoy my football. I didn't, not that I didn't take it too seriously, but I just, I wanted to go out and just enjoy it and be happy and play my games. And, um, and then it was just unfortunate. I, I didn't. A new manager came in at at Shelburne, and I didn't play for I think eighteen or nineteen games. And I just said, "There's, there's no point in me sitting on the bench here. Um, mm. I just want to play football." And then that's when my move to to Cabin Teeley came about. Yep, that's exactly what I was coming on to next. Cabin Teeley, um, a, a really interesting club in their own right. Give us a little bit of a flavour about your time at the club and what it meant to you playing for them. Yeah, no, it was look. I had four amazing years there. Like. Met some really, really good people, um, friends, and obviously through the staff as well. I, I'd still talk to no problem today. Um, I think I played over 100 times nearly for the club over the four years, which was good considering I had a, a few long-term injuries there. Um, but now I, I absolutely loved it. And again, it was only kind of a new club. A lot of people didn't agree with, you know, Cabin Teeley getting into the league at the time. They were saying, you know, we don't need another Dublin club. There's too many of them, stuff like that. Um, but... The club gave young lads a chance. I don't know how many young lads played and then went on after that to play for other clubs in the league and, and, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'll, I'll forever be grateful for the lads giving me a chance there as well. Obviously, you were playing part-time football at the time and you mentioned this sort of earlier on in your discussion that you were at college uh, at the time. Do you think that is important for a lot of part-time players to have something as a backup to you'll kind of fall back on if football doesn't work out for them because a lot of people have this dream of being a professional football player, of making it to the very top. But ultimately, 95% of people don't get as high as they would like to get to. Oh, 100%. 100%. And if there's any young people listening to this, it's make sure you have some form of education behind you because, again, football is is a short career. Um, You know, one injury can can wipe you out. That's just the natural reality of it. so, you know, I had three, four years in college and, um, you know, I, I played there. I actually got a cap for Ireland out of it, uh, playing at university level. So, you know, I love my time in college while playing football as well. Um, but now, of course, your education should be number one priority um, to get that done. Obviously, if you're playing part-time football while doing it, it's, it's all the better. Excellent stuff. And I, I'm intrigued to learn more about the cap that you received. Did you play up against any other players that, you know, people might recognise? <laughs> Actually, I, I couldn't even tell you because we, we played for <laughs> France. Um, 
down in Longford and it was just kind of like a, I, I didn't, it was just all kind of new to me. I was like, geez, I'm, I'm actually playing at an international level and people might say it was only university, but it was still, you know, mm-hmm. a moment for me to represent my country at, at some at some level. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm not too sure. I'll have to look that up, see what that France team... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could send it on to me. That would be very interesting. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that. That would be really good. It was, only, it was unfortunate. I had a chance to... Uh, Go to the World University Games. I don't know if you've you've heard them before. No, I haven't. No, so basically it's just countries. Obviously, compete. It's kind of like a World Cup of, at university level, and I just wasn't allowed to go with the club because we had games mm-hmm. coming up. And um, so I missed out on that. I was I was pretty disappointed at that. But now I'll um I'll have to I'll have to research that team now and get back onto you because that's I didn't even think of that. As a learned academic myself, I'm I'm really intrigued by these sorts of things. So <laughs> I never know. So so, yeah. so 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 really interested to hear that. Um, so I'm going to look a bit more at your education. Was was business management, marketing? Is that is that what you were up to? Is business? Yeah, just yeah, all just yeah, all around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did that in Griffith College here in Dublin, and again, it's it was fantastic college. Just you know, I loved that it. it was in there in the mornings, training in the evenings. It was a nice routine that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you had a bit of work outside that as well. So that was it was busy, but I enjoyed it. You've seen a lot more Irish league players that I've certainly noticed on my socials and a range of other players in Scotland as well and, and other people doing university and college open courses and things like that because it's so important. I mean, I think Francis McCaffrey at Warren Point is doing a, a kind of degree, I think, of some description. And I know Bobby Burns is doing some stuff like with Glenn Torrance. So uh, you know, it's good to see a lot of people thinking about their careers maybe after football, which is which is interesting. Yeah, 100%. And again, I was told that at an early age, which is good that to make sure you have it done because, again, football can end any time. You know, you've seen it with, let's say, Aguero. I know he's a multimillionaire. He won't have to worry about financial or finances. But, um, you know, he had to stop playing all of a sudden because of a heart condition. So, mm-hmm. you know, if he had nothing, if he was only a part-time footballer, he'd have nothing behind yeah. him and he's struggling. So, Having that in your locker is is uh-huh. very very important and it's key. I wanted to ask you about Dublin because you know very um, superb city. Been to Dublin many times myself. What does Dublin mean to you as a place? Yeah, no, it's 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 a lovely lovely place. And you know, I just live outside of, of Dublin, literally ten minutes um, into another county, County Meath. Um, but now I love it. I've, I've gone to college there. I've had some great memories. My girlfriend is lives in in the city centre now as well. So. Um, now it's it's a lovely, lovely place. It's just unfortunate that you can't buy um <laughs> a house or rent an apartment because it's too expensive. But apart from that, I, I love it. At, at, at the time at Cab and Teeley, you were talking about, do you feel that's really helped you moving forward to your current situation where you're at at Ballymena? Oh, massively, massively. Again, 100 appearances might not seem a lot, but it's it's massive. Um, you know, the experiences that I got there, you know, I've played against some of the top sides in cup games. I've played, you know, probably picking up ones was down in Waterford. We played in front of 3,000 people. That was probably one of the biggest crowds that, you know, we would have played at. Um, mm-hmm. You know, experience like that and just, you know, constantly playing games was was uh, a key thing. And obviously, Brian and uh, and Davey saw something in me and that's how I got my chance. But if I didn't have those games, I probably wouldn't have got the chance of a Balamina. So how did the move to Balamina come about? Was David and Brian down at a game watching or how did that discussion sort of come about? Well, to be honest, I've, <laughs> it's, I, I'm, I still don't know, but I presume, I think it was people down here that were recommending me um, to the two of them. Obviously, I think Jared Little, you know, Jared yep. as well, um, very well. He was involved in it. Um, 
I think Jason, um, a lad called Jason McGuinness who works down here at the FEI, he was involved in it as well. Um, so I think it was just kind of a matter of just kind of talking and just saying, look, this lad's finished his contract at the end of the season. Do you want to have a chat with him? And I went up, had a chat and just it kind of got rolling from there. Skins is such a an icon of the Irish League. Isn't he? He's doing a, a really great job with the Northern Ireland setup. I mean, I don't know if you've had any discussions with him. He's been on my show before. He's just yeah. a top guy. No, no, Jared, he's, he's a lovely, lovely man. Um, I did I knew of him when he was managing Sligo um, yeah. a couple of years ago, but I'd never actually met him up until uh, January 20, what was it, 2021, and had a chat with him. Lovely, lovely man. Couldn't speak highly enough of him. Mm-hmm. Moving to Balamina then, obviously from Dublin, is the travelling something that was something you had to adjust to? And how has that been to adjust? Yeah, look, it's it's it wasn't easy at the start, but I've kind of gotten used to it now. Um, you know, I, I travel up for training, takes about two hours train, come back down, it's two hours down again, um, saying match days. So, you know, it's it, it, it can be tough, but then again, it's I'm out here, I'm enjoying my football. That's the main thing. I'd travel four hours if I had to um, get training on matches. So once I'm enjoying it, that's the main thing. I mean, the reason I was asking the question is because we've, we've obviously talked about this. You know, we're still very much in the global pandemic with COVID-19, you know, if you're kind of on your own traveling and stuff to games, you've got to be so committed. And as you mentioned there, you've got to be enjoying your football and you clearly are both of those. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And again, they're the small things you kind of miss out on. Um, you know, even small things like a team bus, that's non-existent anymore in COVID times. Um, you know, we drive them to every ground and stuff. So now look, it's again, once I'm enjoying this, the main thing, and I'll probably have to give a shout out to my dad because he'll kill me if I don't, but he, you know, does a fair bit of driving up for me as well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's obviously helped. But um, now it's, look, it is what it is and just have to get on with it and kind of use it as an excuse. Yeah. I mean, obviously the pandemic, as we mentioned, has certainly affected a lot of us, in fact, pretty much everybody, to be honest with you. How have you personally coped with it? Because you mentioned earlier on in our chat that you've had COVID. Hopefully you're feeling a lot better now, first of all of us. Yeah, no, it was, again, it was a, a weird, weird time for everybody, um, especially through football, as I said earlier, you know, going to train and having to sit a couple of metres apart from your own teammates. It was just no fans in the, in the stadium. It was very, very strange times. But, um, you know, it just I always try to look as positive as I can on everything in life and that's what I did and again lucky to have you know my family around me and friends and stuff like that so now I don't or I cope well with it and obviously I had COVID just in, at Christmas gone and you know I was fine Um, it's probably the long term effects are probably worse I'm you know still kind of getting over that um, but apart from that I've been, I've been fine Obviously, moving to another club during this sort of COVID situation, you've not really, I would I would have suspect, not had an awful lot of opportunities to have team bonding sessions with the rest of your teammates, I would assume. What what has it been like? Yeah, again, it's been really, really tough. It's just we only had one night out there actually this year. Um, and I couldn't go because I was in I was in Edinburgh. They they planned <laughs> that well just so I couldn't go. But um now again, they're they're the kind of the small things that make a difference in a team, and it's it's sad in a way that we haven't had you know a good few teammates there because they're again apart from the football, they're good memories that you make with with your teammates. Um, so now hopefully we can get a few more in there that we missed out on during those two years. I wanted to ask you about the fans and the spectators of Balamina because every time I watch Balamina games on the streams or just on the highlights, you know, they seem to be so passionate and really get behind their team. What, how have they taken to you and how have you taken to the support up there? Uh, they're, they're great. They really are great. Um, you know, 
again, rightly so, they were having a go at us at the start of the season for not getting results. Um, but, you know, they're, they're fantastic people and it's one of the things where you're not afraid, you know, they can have a chat with you, I can have a chat with them, no problem at all. Um, they're just really, really lovely people and obviously really, really passionate about their football club. Um, you know, they've seen some really, really good days in the football and really some bad days as well. But they've always been there and, you know, they're fantastic. Again, I can't speak highly enough of them. How have you found the competitiveness of the Northern Irish League in comparison to your time in the League of Ireland? Has it surprised you the difference? Has there been much of a difference? What What have you thought? I think there is because, again, Grand I didn't play in the Premier Division down here. I was always playing in the First Division. So you're kind of coming up, it's funny, it's a small league. You're coming up against your mates. And in a way, it's, you know, it's, it's competitive, but not as competitive as because you think of it, you have teams here looking to, you know, get into Europe, get into so-and-so um, year after year. So the competitiveness is, is much, much higher. And, you know, I felt that straight away as soon as I came into the club. We've obviously talked a lot about, about some of Balamina's results so far this season, but obviously as we're recording this, Glen Torn and Cliftonville, one and two, Linfield are third, Lan fourth. What, what have you made of those four teams at the top? Because, you know, Glen Torn certainly been very ambitious, looking to try and win the league for the first time since 2009. You've got Linfield very much in the mix. Cliftonville really being the surprise package in some respects. You've come up against all three of those teams, who have surprised you? And Lauren as well, as you mentioned. You've come up against all those teams. Who surprised you? Well, to be honest, I'd probably have to say Cliftonville. Um, the only reason saying that is because, again, they're not full-time. So mm. to say, I know they, they train two or three nights a week, but the quality they have in their squad and how well they're doing, I think, has surprised a lot of people because when people have seen maybe the, you know, the transfers, I don't really look into that, but they would go, oh, they should be winning the league. But Cliftonville are, are right up there. So I think they surprised me a little bit how, you know, good they were and because they're not they have great players and I'm not trying to be you know say they don't but um now they've been I think they've made a surprise package this year big time. You've taken four points off Cliftonville you've beaten Linfield in the League Cup as you mentioned there you beat Larne in the league at home this season you've beaten Crusaders home and away this season once in the League Cup once in the in the league as well you've beaten Coleraine at a derby as well you know mm. that was a special day. Yeah, again, unfortunately, I, I missed it, but I, I watched all the highlights and, you know, the emotion that went into that game and, you know, Parky winning it in the last minute. That was unbelievable. There days, you remember. So, again, I, I'm <laughs> devastated I missed out on it. But now, look, we no matter who we play, I always fancy we can beat them. Um, mm. And, you know, we've really, really tough games coming into the end of the season and we just have to try to get as many points as we can in those yeah. games. We haven't talked about David Parkhouse because when he signed from Derry City, I was kind of rubbing my hands because I thought that is a great signing by Balmina. But he had an injury problem at the start of the season. But since he's come back, he's been outstanding, hasn't he? Yeah, 100%. And I I, I didn't know Parky personally. I knew him just through the League of Ireland. You know, a couple of lads talked about him when he played with Derry um, against them, against the likes of Bowles and, and, and stuff like that. Um, now he's, he's he's a smashing lad and he was just unfortunate against Warren Points. I think it was his knee, the ligaments in his knee. He, he, ended up, he was out for nearly three months, I think it was. Um, mm. But now he's, he's a really good footballer and obviously an even better lad. So um, now he, he'll do well for us now. Yeah, obviously you mentioned there you got Lauren in the in the Irish Cup, um, as we're recording this on the 27th of February, on the, the 5th of March. And then the five games up to the split, Linfield at home, Porter down away, Crusaders away, Glensorn at home, and Larne at Inver Park. Tough games, but as you mentioned there, anybody could be anybody in this league. 
100%. 100%. It's just, it's a mad, mad league. Um, you know, out of all those games, I'd say the hardest game is probably going to be part down away. And that's not disrespect to, you know, anyone else. But it's, you know, going down there is, is a really, really tough place. And we struggled against nine men the last time we were down there. Um, so, you know, that's going to be a tough game. So we can't underestimate them. Um, but again, look, I can't be beating all of them. That's, that's the mentality I have. But again, we have to be professional and just do our job. I have a question for you from your teammate, Keelan Lochran, who says, who's the best looking centre back at the club? <laughs> yeah, me, me. <laughs> That's it. Just me. He, he, said, me. he says if he doesn't say it himself, he'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely me, 100% me. <laughs> it's been great to have you on, Connor. It's really interesting to hear about the dynamics of the season so far. We're going to wrap this up very shortly, but... One of the things I wanted to ask you about, and this is some really short, sharp questions kind of towards the end of the season. We all know that David Jeffrey and Brian McLaughlin really kind of get people hard at work with the training session stuff. Who is the person who is the worst trainer at Balamina? Oh, wow. You're putting me on the spot here. Um, oh, I'd have to say Ryan Wade. He just always moans in training all the time. He's never stops giving out. Um, so now I'd have to probably say him. You're killing me for it, but <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a very creative player, isn't he? He's got a, a lot of special talent, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad. He is a good lad, and he's a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, who's the worst finisher in training and at the club in general? <laughs> wow. Uh, but bum, I'd have to say Jack Henderson. Just you <laughs> won't be happy with that, but I'm just gonna put his name out there. Yeah, absolutely. Right, you're in the the dressing room building up for the game. After the game, who's got the best banter? Best, oh, do you know what? It's the worst. Some of the banter in that squad is terrible. So nobody's getting that that thing. It's oh no! Yeah, yeah, you, you have to say a name now. Come on, you have to say a name now. Come on. Oh, was it the best? Was it? Well, you can oh. say worst as well. You can have both. Worst, worst, worst has to be Ross Redmond. Terrible, in, what, in, what, in, what, in what respect then? Uh just everything. He just yeah, he's just terrible banter. Um, who else? There's a few of them now, but I know I'd say Ross probably the worst one. I'm gonna <laughs> give that to him, put it to him. Sean O'Neill's come into that mix. He's gonna be right up the top of the banter stakes, surely. Yeah, no, Shani, yeah, he tries a little bit, but now he's still a few games to uh, try and impress me. But now he's uh now he's he's a good lad, Shani. You've only played in the, the Northern Irish League for a couple of seasons, but I think this is an appropriate question to ask. Who's the toughest opponent you've come up against so far? Oh um I'd say, uh, look, uh, every game is tough in this league, but, you know, probably one that stood out was probably maybe Glentoran at the start of this year. Um, you know, I think they've been us 4-1 and 4-0. They probably one of the toughest teams to play against. But again, you can't knock Linfield and, you know, Crusaders mm-hmm. and Cliftonville, all top, top teams. Um, so, again, it's very hard to choose one, but from this season, I'd probably say Glentoran because they've done a job in us twice. Mm-hmm. And a specific player, I was thinking maybe McManaman's been pretty quick with his pace. Gee, Dolly's been very good, obviously, a top scorer, of course. Yeah, no, really, really good players individually and as a team as well. Um, but again, there's, there's so many choose, so I'm like, I couldn't pick, mm. you know, pick one out of that lot. And, and obviously, apart from your own place, because you want to try what your games, so where is the toughest place in the Irish League to go and get a result? It has to be... Uh... There's a few, but again, part of down was I've only played there once. That was a really, really tough place to go. Again, Glenavon is a place where you know they're really, really good at home. Um, I think we've only beaten them once there since I've joined. Um, so you know, there's a few places, but I probably have to say 
Glenavans or uh, Parnells uh, plays be the toughest to go to. Yeah, I mean, classic ground, Shamrock Park, very passionate supporters. So, uh, yeah, very, very interesting as well. And, and finally, for my last question of these short questions for you, what, what, what has been your personal highlight of the season so far? Um, do you know, it's, it's probably a stereotypical answer, but just consistently playing was probably, you know, it's not a short-term thing, it's a long-term thing. Um, just playing week in, week out, and just enjoying my football because, you know, I've sort of adapted myself to be training by, on my own and my nutrition and stuff like that this year because I've always kind of picked up little niggles and little, you know, small strains and it's it's very frustrating. But this year I've only missed, I think, maybe four games through COVID and through uh, concussion as well. So, like, they're completely out of my, <laughs> my uh, thing. But uh, no, it's just playing consistently and enjoying it has been the main thing for me. That's probably my proudest moment. I mean, you're only 24. You're not even towards the peak of your career yet. You know, you're yeah. certainly uh, developing into a very fine young centre back. So it's really great to, to see that. My very last question to you, Connor. What is your personal and obviously Balamina's objectives between now and the end of the season? Is it try to push to maybe get in that Europa Conference League spots? Maybe have a wee bit of a playoff to try and get in there? Maybe go deep in the cup? Yeah, I think they're the two you've mentioned are probably the two that I would have said is, again, try finish higher than what we did last year and um, I think you know Glen Avon pipped us to the, the line by one point at the end um, so you know getting into that sixth and fifth position if we can um, is, a, is a key objective and obviously the Irish Cup is anybody can beat anybody on the day so if we get far on that and potentially win it that'll be an unbelievable season for us mm-hmm. Well best of luck for that quarter final against Larne that'll be a, a very exciting game I'm sure people will be tuning into that uh, on various socials whenever they can and best of luck to Balomina and everybody uh, up there for the second half of the season and also to you for your, the remainder of the season Connor thanks for coming on the show to, to talk Appreciate about your season so far Cheers Thank you What a dangerous night